and they can start the party at Scotland. That's a brilliant goal from Gary Jones. And Henderson, oh, what a goal! Hello and welcome to the RochdaleAFC.com podcast. My name is Dean and I'm joined as always by Ryan, Chaff and Luke. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, good. Thanks, pal. Good stuff. And uh, we also have a very special guest with us this week, a uh, new director down at Dale, Jamie Sarsfield. Jamie, thank you very much for giving up your time and chatting to us tonight. No problem. So we'll get straight into it because I'm sure there's uh, plenty that the fans want to know after what's been a pretty hectic few weeks down at the club. Uh, so can you start by telling us a little bit about your background and how long you've been following Dale and that kind of thing? Um, yeah, just just before we start, I'll kind of I'll just kind of crack on and, and I know you give me a bit of an agenda on some questions, but um, if you want to ask anything outside the box, I will be totally brutally honest with everything that's been going on over the few weeks because I think people kind of probably would not want me to gloss over stuff, but just tell you things how I'm seeing it. So I just want to start by there. But yeah, as we get to the deal, uh, God, where do I start? I think it was Crystal Palace in the FA Cup uh, semi-finals away. I don't know if any of you boys are old enough to go there. I'm not too sure. Um, you don't remember that, Ryan? No. <laughs> FA, Crystal Palace FA Cup final away, fifth round, years and years and years and years ago. So anyway, so that's where it started. And then I just kind of like followed them. My brothers and my family's a big Rochdale fans. Um, so yeah, stupidly, as I've got older, you, you carry on doing games and going away and, and all sorts of stuff. But as family kicks in, you have to slow it down a little bit. I, I suppose everyone will agree with that. But um, so yeah, um, a long time. So at what point did you then, you know, become a shareholder and start getting involved on that side of things? Only just a shareholder to be well. It's and like I said, I'll be totally honest with you. I actually got approached by Rochdale a couple of years ago um, to try and get involved. I think looking back now, I probably sh- should have I should have done, but I was denied the opportunity. And I've got I'm not going to say by who, but I've got the email. Um, my theory was that a couple of years ago they should have just got Rochdaleans, business people, people about the club, the best interest of the club. They should have got me involved. Uh, a little bit ago because I don't want to jump ship on your interview, but some of the things I'm seeing now, they're not like issues that have happened over the last six months or 12 months. These are some of the things that have gone back a little bit further. So, so maybe, yeah, maybe it was a, um, I could have come on board earlier, but uh, it, it wasn't meant to be then. Um, so in regards to the shares and stuff, um, yeah. So what we've had to do as, as directors, there is a policy that we've all got to invest in the club, which we have. Um, when shares become available, we've, we've put money into um, like a loan. So our, our money's safe. We Rochdale till them shares become available. That's how it kind of works. Um, so we don't get paid for any of our hours. You guys probably know that on the board. So it's a thankless task. Uh, I think I sent an email last week to Tony Pockney and Nick Grinrod and Andy Kelly and said, look, I'll do my very best for you. I'll kind of do, try and do about 15, 20 hours a week. I do run businesses myself. It's not worked out like that in the first two weeks. I think we're around the clock at the minute. So it is a thankless task. You know, we are 
business people in our own right, doing our own business, but we just want to give as much time as we can to, to try and get this club back on track. You mentioned there about in the past, maybe the club could have done more to get people like yourself involved. Is that something that you, you'll now try and do as a board and try and get more kind of local Rochdale and business people? I hope Yeah, I hope so. Um, I've met the other board and they're really nice, uh, good guys, to be fair, who really genuinely have the best interest of uh, the club at heart. Now, um, I think there's also, like I said, I'll be totally honest with you, I think there's a difference between a nice person and someone who who can do... uh, I think what I'm trying to say is that what Rochdale have got is a lot of nice people who go through the motions. Sometimes it's not all about being nice. It's about sometimes being a bit brutal within the club and making the right choices and the right decisions. Um, so the people on board, I know them. I've met them over the last two weeks. They're around the clock like me. We speak a lot. A lot of people probably at this moment in time think we're not doing anything. Everything is really slow. And I'm a little bit frustrated because it is a little bit slow. I think I was the first person to come back, actually, from the fit and uh, proper test from the EFL. So uh, I made it first. Don't know how that was, but I did. I think the other guys are just waiting for theirs to come through. And then I think we've got a meeting on Monday and it's literally systems go. We have been over the last two weeks, but more so than ever these next uh, th- this next few days. Um, what, at what point did you realise there was going to be another opportunity to get involved? Obviously, you said it was a few years ago and then it didn't quite come off. But at what point this time around did you realise that was going to be a, an opportunity that had presented itself again? I knew it would be, Dean. Look at what's going on. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you, I, think, I think it speaks for itself. Um, so, yeah, I knew it would be. So I did send another email and then... Obviously, Lauren Beholder got invited in. Uh, people interviewed me and obviously they knew where my heart was. It's not about money. Um, like I said, we put in, we get nothing back. It's a thankless task. We put hours in and we put money in. Why do we do that? Other club. Yeah, exactly. So that's where that, that's where we are. You said you've obviously been around now for a couple of weeks or a week or whatever it's been. And you said you've been around my clock. What, what's this short initial stage consisted of when you've been at the club what, what have you been doing well it's strange really I think to be honest it would be a lot more but uh, the powers of teams and like zooms um, make things a little bit easier because I, I haven't got a bit of traveling I live about 45 minutes away now from Rochdale but it's just been like I said I can't say too much but it's just getting me head around some of the, the business ethics of, of, of the club some of the finances, some of the expenditures, some of the decisions. that pe- There's a lot more stuff than the people actually think. People actually think, and I'll say this out loud, people actually think, and I'm on a few forums, I've come off them now because I can't say anything because I'll end up shouting at someone. So I kind of come off now, but it's more like if people think we've got a CEO that needs to go. All right, yeah, that's one thing. Let's pack that there. We know that. We've got a manager that people loving, people hating. Yeah, but there's other stuff. That, that's happening um you you guys maybe see it or people a little bit further away further away from the club you know you, you don't see that it, there's a lot of stuff that needs unraveling and, and and literally starting afresh and um it's getting me head around that and, and like i say i am a business owner I, I would like to say at school i probably wasn't the best um David, as uh, paul <laughs> probably tell you that i probably wasn't the best yeah. but i understand business and the ethics around it i've got businesses myself and the way Rochdale's been run at the minute is not particularly how a business should be run I think 
Have you been shocked by that? Have you been shocked at how poorly it has been run or did you know what you were getting into? Um, listen, I've done business. I've, I've been involved with businesses where it looks a little bit glossy on the outside and then you unravel it and it's thinking, oh my God, it's nowhere near what I thought. I was with Rochdale at the minute. I am a, a little bit shocked at some of the things that some of the basics you might expect to be happening within a business, but they're not. But what we've got to do uh, is, is draw a line under it and just think, right, how do we get this to where we need it to be? A lot of the supporters will be a little bit concerned about the fact that this upheaval at the moment is costing us time in terms oh. of preparing for the new season. Yeah. Um, and a lot of trust has been lost um, over the, the past few months. Um, what do you and the board see as a, an answer to, to rebuilding that trust and sort of what things are going on to, to, to prepare us for what might be an easy season in League Two? I think if I totally understand what um, how the fans feel, obviously I'm a fan frustrations myself and I think one of the reasons why I got involved was because I was sick of saying what what the bleeding hell's going on here what is happening um yeah I totally feel for the frustrations all I can say is that um like I said over the over the last two weeks and going forward is we are full on we're changing things thing and the, the most annoying thing for me that's doing my head in is that things do take time I'm a doer um and even to you know <sighs> people in positions of power to, to, to even make people move as an example there's, there's HR issues there's, things don't move quick and my concern right at this moment in time is we're only around the corner from a pre-season where you want to be happy and in a good mood with the players that you've got and kicking on yet we've still got a lot of hurdles to get to that um, it's frustrating it's frustrating for me like I said and totally understand the fans point of view to be honest Jamie just out of interest especially for those listening who, who, who might not know what um, what is your background as far as your business interests away from the football club um, so I've done a few things so I'm sure people have been on the internet and seen, <laughs> seen kind of like who I am where my background is from uh, currently I've run a healthcare company for the last 18 years it's, it's, it's my company um, it's called Archer Got Training uh, with supply training to the, to the biggest care-owned groups in the UK. Um, we've also got an online platform called yourhippo.com, which is a global online e-learning system. So again, it's training um, and, and just and property and uh, another few little things that I've kind of done. So I am a busy person, and um, but what I'm trying to do is put a lot of my knowledge as well as the knowledge of football, there's probably a lot of people on here that are listening that know me through playing football in Rochdale. I've played 13 years at Rochdale Sacred Art. Uh, I've got a lot of pals that are Rochdale fans, so they, they know me as a person. So I can hopefully tie both into the same ethic and just try and push it into Rochdale at the minute. You spoke a little bit about some some of the hurdles that you, you faced already. Um Obviously, I wouldn't expect you to go into too much detail, but can you maybe give us like one or two examples of, of things you weren't expecting from the first few weeks and the role that you've had to kind of handle that have been thrown at you? You're putting me on the spot now, Dean. <laughs> Got to be careful what I say. But yeah, um, just a few things like 
some of the decisions that have been made in the past, but then in order to get out, people think it's dead quick to make a decision and do something. It's not because there's a lot of stuff that needs unraveling before it, before you can do it. There's legalities and there's issues. Legal teams cost money as well. So you're always analysing what you can do to how much it's going to cost and then forecasting it against budgets. There's a lot more to it. Uh, As regards to some of the other hurdles, it's, I'm really interested and it is happening. I'm not saying this has been done badly, by the way, at all, but I am waiting to get my hands on it. I want to see more in depth on what's going out, what's being spent, who's got the contracts, who's got the tenders, who's doing the work, how much is this, how much is that. So so one of my jobs with Richard uh, Knight over the next few uh, days, as, as well as looking at a list of every single expenditure, everything that's going out to looking at what can we get, like, if we was to tender that out, how much would it be? How much are we paying? It might be we've got a great deal. We don't know. Uh, we're coming in blind, but we've got to look at everything. Um, we want to be involved in every single expenditure that's going out of this club because we've got to keep our eye on it for the club's sake. How much contact have you had with, with Richard and Simon and, and the other board members so far? And how has the working relationship been in the early stages? Um, I was a bit worried at first, to be honest, because... I come on board and then it's a little bit silent. I was thinking, right, what's next? What what do we do? Are we ready? Are we ready to go? Um, but over the last particularly 10 days, it's every day, every day. We're on Zooms, we're on meetings every day. We're looking at, we've only, but don't forget, we're not allowed to really get involved until DBS is, you fit and purposes back. Otherwise, you're nobody to make these decisions. But now, Things are coming into uh, fruition. Um, it's every day. It's every day. And we've seen today as well that Simon um, Gorge has been appointed as as a chairman. Uh, why, why was it that the director decided he was the right man for that role? From from what you've seen so far, because there's a couple of a couple of reasons. Um, he's a very clever man. Um, he also uh, has got a good business sense. He's also got quite a lot of time, as in he's, he's done a lot of business in the past and he's, he's, he's got quite a few hours now to be able to to chuck at Rochdale for its obviously its best interest. And I think with the support that Simon's going to get through some of the other board members and, and people within the club about the football side, I think it's a, it's a nice mix, to be honest. And, um, and like I said, I think he's on the ball. He's on the ball. One, every single email now has got me CC'd in. We need to know what's going on and he, he will do that. What do you believe between you that you can offer? Obviously, you spoke a little bit about your own business background and I wouldn't ask you to speak for them, but but what is it that you think as a, as a, few, a few new board members you can actually bring to the club in terms of expertise and things like that? You mean all of us or just all me? Yeah, the, yeah, as, as a group of... Collectively. Yeah. Collectively, yeah. I think it's just dotting the I's, crossing the T's, looking over everything, making sure nothing's going out without people looking over it. Um, decisions that are being made as a group... I'm sure you've all heard things gone in the past where people haven't been involved and decisions have been made. <laughs> uh, I, I'll let you decide on what I'm talking about with that one, but that won't be happening again, trust me. Um, so, yeah, collectively as a group, we've all got our own little expertise. And, and like I said, everything that we're bringing to the table is for the best interest of Rochdale Football Club. Uh, and, and there are still potentially other members to join you as well. Are you still... Hopefully. Are you still looking at applications and things like that? Hopefully. But um, do they really want to get involved? <laughs> no, <I'm only> <laughs> <messing>. <laughs> um, 
Hopefully, yeah. Um, with there's uh, some other listen. If anybody's listening on air and you think you've got something pretty supreme to offer, not supreme, but I just think if you've got something to offer, which is, you know, if if you think you're the right candidate, put yourself forward, guys, because um, we are still on the lookout for potentially another couple of board members, maybe uh, fresh ideas, uh, more people to vote, um, more people to to mop up some of the hours because you guys don't realize this is there's a lot of hours to be filled with some of the stuff that we've got to sort out and it's people that are willing to um do stuff voluntary like myself and other people so so yeah uh, speaking of like voluntary work um we've seen over the the last few weeks just how important the supporters trust is to the football club um how do the new board members think well yourself included how do they see the relationship with the with the supporters trust and is it going to continue to to grow like it like it has been it's only going to go one way david it's going to grow uh i I actually believe in transparency people need to know what's happening um we actually had a meeting about that the other day about we've got to let everybody know kind of without breaching too much confidentiality we've got to really let people know what is going on with this club um we need to be open um, and we need to get people more involved. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was on our agenda the other day. I was just going to say, touching on your last comment before that question about, you know, if you want to get involved, get involved. Um, I suppose, how does someone do that and what do they need to be able to do that? What's the process of someone, yeah, I'm interested in joining the board or whatever it is to then, yeah, I'm on the board. Um, again, I won't say too much, but there's a financial input, um, which us new board members have done. Um, however, it is, is it, there is a big financial commitment on that. Again, um, I'm a working class lad from Littleborough. I'm probably the same cut from the same cloth as most people that are going to read this. Uh, listen to this podcast um, from the same backgrounds as them, but I've stepped up, we've put money in and we've put voluntary hours in, you know. So if you've got something to offer these people out there, these keyboard warriors that think they've got something better to offer and put your money where your mouth is really, get your hand in your pocket and um, give us your ideas, chuck your CV in, let's have a look. In terms of a, a potential, a, another couple of potential new board members, have you had any contact with Dan Altman and, and Emery Marcella yet, who obviously were offered a position on the board but decided to uh, to reject it at the time? Briefly. I've spoke on LinkedIn briefly. That's about it. So is there any plan to speak to them again about potentially, you know, extending that offer out again, or is that something you'll maybe come back to probably, down the line? It's probably, it's, probably be on the, it's probably be on the list a little bit further down the line, but it has been talked about, Dean. Okay, um, so I, I, I think one one thing I wanted to ask that is probably quite a hard question for you to answer, having only just come in. But is, do you think there's any kind of lessons that we could have learned as a club from what's happened, kind of off the field and and across the world over the last year with the COVID pandemic? I know it's hard to kind of draw conclusions before it's over, but what are the kind of things that you think we we need to learn from that and take forward as a club in the future? To be honest, every every club has suffered. They've all suffered. Everybody's suffered during COVID, especially clubs the size of Rochdale. Um, but personally, as a club with Rochdale, I think communication has been a barrier. Um, I think some of the ethics, some of the the way some of the dealings have been done, 
uh, could be better. And, and, and I also think some of the communicate, I think there's a little bit of a barrier between the academy, the first team, the board. I think there's that needs to be a little bit tighter. I think collectively overall, there's a lot of improvements to make. And, and like I said, I'm sniffing it out. I've been here two weeks. I'm seeing a lot. Um, and it won't be long until... Um, Obviously, we take the bull by the by the arms because um, I don't like to see things going on if, if if and not stick my two pen in. We've spoken a lot about the negatives and the things that need to change um, since you sort of joined the club. But since you've come in, what do you see as the, the positives around the club? What are you excited about? Obviously, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's Rochdale Football Club. We, we could. You could be the most negative people around the things that you like the most. You, you get, do you know what I mean? Um, but as regards to positive, the, the, there's, you know, the vibe. I'm getting good positive messages from what I'm being told around the, uh, the first team at the minute with with Brian. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I think I've got a call with Brian coming up next week, hopefully. Um, there's some great people that work within the club. I just think somehow they may have been mismanaged. So we're highlighting who they are. Uh, and at the end of the day, you're only as good as, as from the top. All, it stems from the top. It's got to flow all the way down. I, I think that's where it comes from. There's a lot of great people that work at Rochdale. Um, it's got a lot of heart and it's just not shining through at the minute, but but it will. So there's a, you know, there's a lot of positivity. I think we're just, I think we're just being a little bit critical on the negatives because that's what people want to make sure you, you see you're fixing. Um, but no, it, it's a great, otherwise we wouldn't do what we're doing, would we? We wouldn't be doing that all these hours for nothing and putting our own, you know, time and money into it. Yeah, you don't need to tell uh, me and Chaff that you can be can be negative about the things you love the most on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw something today with uh, with with regards to a, a potential another EGM with another new shares issue kind of resolution being put forward. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about what the, the main differences are between that? And the one that the previous board had originally put forward. I've only just I've only just been working on that today, so I can't tell you too much about the ins and the outs of that. But um, I think over the next day or two, there's going to be a lot more information shared with everybody. So just hold fire on that one, please, Dave. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I think Ryan's kind of maybe touched on it a little bit a minute ago, but in terms of like the positives and the short-term things that we can we can be proud of and kind of move forward with? What are the short-term goals and objectives for, for you as a board and for the club and maybe in the next season or so? Um, short-term is we've just got to sort out the immediate issues. And as a, as a board, as a group, we're talking about them every day. And I think over the next week or two, I hope it's not going to be any longer, we've got to the bottom of the lot of some of the bigger issues to me there's a there's a few big issues and a lot of little smaller ones there's just a few of the big ones that we're working on right now um again i can't say too much but um that's that, that's our main focus right at this moment in time i think some supporters would maybe i know chaff again earlier said something similar but i think some supporters would maybe worry about the kind of preparations that are going on for next season how much do you know and how much have you spoke to to kind of the people involved with you know, new contracts and potential new signings and things like that. It's one of the issues, Dean. <laughs> one of the issues, mate. Um, so, again, it's communication. So, who's doing it? We know a little bit. It's just starting to come through today, to be honest, um, thankfully. Uh, I think Brian's has been on holiday. He's back 
that yesterday or today. Um, a few people are dragging their feet a little bit on their contracts, which we're not happy about because at the end of the day, you're given a certain amount of time to sign your contract. You sign your contract in that two weeks or whatever. So, but at the end of the day, these are footballers and they're treated special as footballers are. Um, but yeah, I think, like I said, just 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 bear with us a little bit longer. There's going to be quite a bit of information coming out over the next couple of days. Okay, great. Um, and I suppose that the opposite of the, the short-term goals, what are the kind of the long-term objectives and where do you see the club heading in maybe five years rather than one? Five years will be Champions League, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Listen, at the end of the day, I think everybody's got to expect what Rochdale can achieve as a club. It, it's, it's, a fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic club. It, it's a business. Um, I think over the... I mean, I'd love to get back up. Surely to God, we, we, you know, that, that's got to be our goal over the next one stroke, two years, surely. Um, going up past that, no idea. I just think it's... Uh, I, to be honest, Dean, that question that you've given me has just thrown me because I, I, I'm trying to just, I just want to get past the first six months and get things on a straight and narrow, to be honest. Um, you know, and, and uh, what, I, what I don't want to do, and the people that are listening sound really, really, really negative because I'm not a negative person. I'm just being straight. That's all I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just letting you know some of the issues that we're dealing with. Um, is that all right? Absolutely. I think after, I think after the last couple of years, that's all that fans can ask for, really. Um... Go on, Luke. I think no, just an observation from me, really. Like, and you've you've mentioned it a couple of times, Jamie, around the frustration amongst a lot of the fan base is that lack of communication. And yeah. by the sounds of it, reading between the lines, that kind of runs internally as well. Um, so I think doing something like this, you know, given that it's only been fairly recent, you're only recently kind of in the position that you're in, it's a good start as far as just kind of linking that communication between the club and the fans. And of course, you know, that's my observation. It is. The, the other thing is, um, I mean, a board, if you described a board member to me and someone had to draw one, I think someone would draw like a dreary old man, to be honest. Um, and times have changed. I, th- I think people have got to uh, just wake up a little bit. Why, why can't we? Why can't the board speak to uh, the fans and talk, talk about what's going on? Why can't? So just little things like if a board, like myself, I, I'm really passionate about things like the academy and the development, to be honest. That's a lot of the stuff that I'm really, I think your biggest assets are young people coming through and I've got a massive gripe about how we didn't take any second year scholars on last year and that's another story. Um, that's something that's quite passionate that uh, I feel about. That's, that's, that's hit me quite hard, to be honest. Uh, so I'm really keen on, on the younger side of stuff. So I, I'll be down at the academy. I'll do little Instagrams. I'll show you where I'm at. I want to get people seeing what I'm doing. Um, so if people, you know, just go on Instagram, type in my name, just I'll just add you. And if I'm down with the first team camp, or I'm down at the academy, see what I'm doing, see see where we're about. I'll put little posts, and I think that communication, uh, and you've got to draw a younger audience as well. People, you know, people are using all these social media, especially our younger younger people, um, and that's what I think anyway. So if you wanted to send like a, maybe a message to supporters now who uh, have felt a little bit kind of. I'm on it. I'm on it. Listen, listen. The other thing is, Dean. I'm I'm on Facebook, and um, I'm from Littleborough, <laughs> and I've got a lot of people that are pals on there that know me. I've responded to every single person. 
Uh, I've had people on LinkedIn messaging me, just knows he knew who I am and what I am as a business. I've messaged every single person, obviously within reason, <laughs> but I just want them to feel that I am normal. I am just exactly the same as them. I am doing my best. I am going to be looking at everything. And if they want to, if they want to follow me or they want to see what I'm doing or ask me a question, just do it. I don't care. If you guys want to drag me in every now and again and do a little update, I'm not bothered. But I just think you've, we've got to bridge that gap. Yeah, absolutely. We're definitely up for that. Um, I think one, one last question that I, I wanted to ask was, as a supporter rather than as a board member, knowing what you know, obviously, a lot more than us, do you feel more positive about the future after the last few weeks, knowing what you now know? Yes. Yes, but um, because... I know this sounds crazy and I know that some of the fans are probably just thinking, well, I've not heard anything, nothing's changing. There's a lot going on in the background and, and that little, the ship's turning a little bit and you've got to start somewhere and it is, trust me. Um, all I can say is trust me um, and just have a little bit of faith. Your keyboard warriors just calm down a little bit. We are doing this for now. <laughs> we have put our, our own money into it as well and, you know, just, just, you know, just, um, just give us a little bit more time. Uh, we are doing things in the background. It is happening. It is turning. And God forbid if we'd not come in, I don't, I don't know, don't know what would have happened. To be honest, I, I really don't. I dread to think. Anyone else got any more questions before? In fact, there was a couple of things that cropped up. I've got to see my. I've got a little list here as well. Oh, know. go ahead then. Definitely, definitely go <laughs> I'm ahead. Only, I'm only messing. There's a couple of things that have that have come up, and like I said, I've been following Dale a long, long time. So I'm going to lay my cards on the table so people can't start talking. I did something stupid when I was 18. I ran, I ran across a pitch naked at the Dale against Cheltenham. So I'll just have that. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> can say, "Oh, that's that guy." But well, to be honest, I'm going to turn that into a positive because at least I was there all then. 20 odd years ago at Chelsea. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think everybody in their lives, you've all been there when you've had ups and downs and s stupid days and whatever. That was one of mine, but uh, I'll just get it out there straight away. And yes, I did do things on TV and Brookie and certain programs and we'll get out that, we'll get that out there as well. So nobody can say, wasn't that the guy on the such and such? <laughs> is that all right? Appreciate the honesty, definitely. <laughs> to be honest, the funniest thing is, um, I think when I was in, Brooks, I, I played a character in Brookside for quite a while. And then I remember coming home. I was on a stag do, actually. I was in um, Magaluf with a few pals from Littleborough. And I remember I was dreading it because someone's ticked me off that someone had a picture. And then uh, <laughs> the day I got back, it was sent a page of the Sunday sport saying Cockside. I was like, oh, my day. <laughs> so, so, so listen, I've had it all anyway. I've been there, done that. So nobody else could upset me with anything. So... I just thought I'd get it out there. Is there a little bit of you that's relieved that Cheltenham have gone up and you won't have to uh, face getting barred <laughs> and going out there? No, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, you, you live and learn, don't you? So, so. All right. Ryan Lockett, Ryan, who's on the on here, he's done similar, to be fair, aren't you, Ryan? Getting kicked yeah, out of a few grounds and what have you. I kept my claws on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, yeah, we, yeah, I suppose that was a sensible thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I said, you live and learn. I've grown up now, thankfully. <laughs> well, Jamie, thanks very much for giving up your time and chatting to us. Like I said, I know you're a very busy man and got plenty to be getting on with at the moment, so we really appreciate it. 
not a problem, guys. And uh, anything at all you want to ask me, just get just get us on. And um, and all I can say is just um, the fans, just give us a little bit more time, and then please just get back on board. Cheers as always, Ryan Chaff, Luke. Cheers, lads. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks. See you guys. Will come on eventually, mate. When he's retired, don't worry about it. I have my ways. I have my ways. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh.